Welcome back to Talk of the Town on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC on WHTC.com and on the WHTC app for your smartphone. Once again, here's your host, Gary Stevens. Welcome back to Talk of the Town for this Thursday, February 15th. It is the third Thursday of the month, which means at this time we get an update from Holland City Hall. Focusing on Holland City Council with one of the city council members. And today we are with first term, first ward councilman Tim Raymond on the other side of our table this morning. Tim, good morning and welcome back, sir. Well, thanks for having me, Gary. If you have a question for Tim, he'll be happy to answer it at 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450. Coming up on Saturday, it'll be the first day of early voting for the presidential preference primary that is a week from Tuesday the 27th. And it's a little bit early, I know, but, uh, you know, it's the, it's the season. It sure is. I stopped at the uh, city hall before I came here, and I saw Brenda Caterberg, who is our city clerk. And that office is busy already with election preparation and absentee ballots and reg- getting people registered even for the primary right now. So it's exciting. Yeah, it is um, an interesting time. And a point I brought out with Bob Janetsky, the Allegan County clerk, and with Justin Roebuck, the Ottawa County clerk, is the fact that for some people, they're not going to participate in this presidential preference primary, either because of the fact that they don't want to vote, you know, the no preference on the Democratic side for Mr. Biden because of the uh, situation in the Middle East, or the fact that on the Republican side, uh, it really has no standing because if it did, it would violate RNC rules. I just mentioned to them the reason why I'm not going to vote in this is that I'm not happy with the fact that if you wish to vote, uh, especially absentee, you got to give your phone number and your email address. (laughs) And those can be used to cause no end of mayhem and mischief with solicitations for fundraisers and, uh, uh, we need your vote or we need your money to support this and support that. I don't want to have to deal with that. Sure. You know, I think it's a, a, a challenge right on both sides. We want, we as citizens, we want, need our community members to be engaged, whether that be locally or nationally. Can we make an impact? Yes. And collectively, um, for sure. I think there's ways, number one, we navigate with spam all the time, right? And uh, people calling. And so we have, you have skills individually or corporately to make those things happen or go away to control them. And so I think it's no different in the political circuit that you can shut some of that stuff off, uh, but be an informed voter and definitely have an opinion, not stay away because of it, because your opinion matters and it can influence, particularly when combined with other voters. Yeah. Well, again, you're going to have the choice to vote or not to vote. So yeah. <laughs> that's as much that's of a part choice of, it about, too, right? uh, of being, of wanting to vote as well. 616-395-1450. If you have a question for Tim Raymond, he is the first ward councilman in the city of Holland. 616-395-1450. Uh, busy time on the east side of town right now oh between my. between what's going on at LG Chem and 
the pass, you know, the eventual construction of the new uh, fire uh, station on on Waverly. Uh, that's you know, boom. That's just the <laughs> tip of the. I mean, LG Chem is huge in itself, and it's a whole other subject matter. Um, but you're absolutely right. The construction and the uh, things that are taking place um, in Holland Heights area are huge. The apartment complexes continue to enlarge uh, and put more buildings out there, and they lease them out quickly. Uh, so you'll, if you drive down 16th Street, you're going to see the mud and all that. <laughs> Same on 24th Street, Rest Haven, putting that huge uh, property out there with houses and condos and apartments. Um 24th and Waverly, the apartment complex just got approved. Uh, kind of get we out, out of the way for what's going to take place there with 190 units uh, happening there. And so there is tons. Then the fire station itself, if you drive by there, it's exciting to see how much progress and how quickly that takes place. You know, the fire chief is pretty excited about all that. Yeah, we'll see how well all this work eventually does filter out, you know, come out at the, at the end of the whole thing. It's just a little concerning about, and maybe not so much in the city, but I know in Ottawa County, they're concerned about farmland preservation. And in fact, I know our, you know, Al Vandenberg, the former mm-hmm. administrator is now the Kent County administrator. He's starting a farmland preservation effort in that you know, for for Grant for the for Kent County as well, similar to what they have in Ottawa County, in Holland it's not that big of a deal because it you know let's put it this way it's almost built up as it is yeah, right now. But still, army. you know, it's nice to have the development, but let's make sure that we don't overdevelop, and then we have all sorts of vacant spots that uh, could you know could cause trouble like that high rise out in Los Angeles that didn't get finished and they're having problems with graffiti now. <laughs> sure. You know, I think those conversations take place. Uh, I have a lot of respect for um, Keith Van Beek, our city manager and what's taken with, uh, even with Matt Van Dyken uh, and all their leadership in the different areas. Um, yeah, we're growing and just, I'll just use ward one and everything that's happening in Holland Heights. It's growing quick, but it's not so quick that it's explosive, Right. I think there's tremendous insight with a fire station, for example, with that side of our city between myself and Scott Corbin's uh, with Ward 5 and how we kind of cross over and what's taking place with development there. It's paced out in a way that it's not going to happen tomorrow, but it's happening over the next months and years. The same is happening. I, I mean, comparative could be the waterfront project, right? And however, Plank, yeah, it didn't move yet. It will move. And GDK, as they put their plans together, it will go through all our normal processes, and that hopefully will take place in a beautiful way that enhances our downtown area too. But I think it's just a reminder. It doesn't happen overnight, and all systems have to raise up at the same time that there's good, I'll say camaraderie, there's good communication between the different entities that are serving those areas, the different um, faith communities, school systems, nonprofits, all those things work hand in hand. And I think Holland does that well. I met with um, two new tour guides. They're kind of raising their hand for tulip time for breakfast this morning and kind of training up. And that's kind of the mantra. When people come to Holland, they are blown away of what takes place here. 
and the camaraderie that takes place between all the different entities that serve our citizens. And as citizens, I think we have a responsibility to guard that and to protect it. And if one entity becomes too large too quickly and doesn't do that, that sober second thought, just maybe check in with schools. How does our development affect this area? Or to be aware of those things. Because if they could change their plan or alter it, and I've seen it happen over the years, um, 5%, 7% change their plan direction a little bit to be more inclusive, we're better because of it. And we've seen the strength of that. There's examples of it all around us. 616-395-1450. If you have a question for First Ward Councilman Tim Raymond, 616-395-1450. Let me ask a question and correct me if I am going in a wrong direction, but one who has monitored news in the crime world, obviously, uh, we get reports of incidents happening here, there, and everywhere in the city. But some of it has happened in the Holland Heights area, in Ward 1. Um, I'm not saying it's a crime wave or any issues along that, but how are your constituents, how much concerned are they about the fact that let's make sure that we have a safe neighborhood, that we don't have issue, major issues with crime, major issues with violence uh, uh, that at times has hit the Holland Heights and your ward area. Sure. You know, I think probably some of the examples that you have heard in recently, I will say with a concentration of people comes extra problems and challenges, right? Uh, when you put a lot of people in a certain in certain spaces, resources then sometimes multiply that uh, that to become a reality to deal with. I will say in the Holland Heights area, Heights of Hope, and uh, Laura Minkus and her entire that entire team that has her husband Jeff and Laura live right there and are serving in that community to network them to have them known the neighbors know each other. I think that goes huge. You know, I've been living in Holland Heights for 27 years and to know your neighbors, you start to have each other's backs. You watch each other's property. You know, if someone is, Hey, what's happening with that person? Why are they whatever? Um, that camaraderie and kind of that link in arms with your neighbors and the people that you know, um, goes a long way in neighborhood preservation and knowing the resources that are available to help particular neighborhoods. Um, you know, that whole Heights of Hope area and the, how the different faith communities are working together out there are making a difference. And you will never have it void of issues, right? And then that's going to be true across our city, across our nation. Um, but if there's resources and ways to navigate those and do it well, I think we're well on our way. Yeah. Part of it, of course, with neighborhood preservation, it is nice to have someone with more than, you know, 25 years in a neighborhood. But there are some areas where, you know, it is rental housing, uh, be it apartments, be it condos, be it houses itself. And for a person to stay there for more than maybe two years or three years, that's a long time. Uh, especially in rentals, so you get people moving in and out. Sometimes it's kind of hard to have that neighborhood preservation in areas where there is high turnover sure. of, uh, of of residents. And I think to your point, yes, there's transitional housing. 
Uh, but it's also apparent in our employment and what's taking place throughout our different businesses and the places where people are working. You know, the younger generation is changing jobs uh, more frequently than my generation ever did. Um, and so, I think, again, it just goes back to responsibility of our leadership to connect people and not allow uh, people to be isolated and uh, to go rogue, I'll say. Uh, connect people is their best preservation to serving in their community, engaging, knowing whether they roll up their sleeves and are part of solutions to challenges that are in front of them or however it is they're engaged in the community to serving it, um, whether it be through work, through their church, through um, their school system, connecting people and knowing their stories goes a long, long way. Now, I'm going to bring up this topic with you, Tim Riemann, as a member of the city council with a couple of caveats. One, I've addressed this to some of our nonprofit leaders. So this is not something that is entirely new just to, to the, the city council. But the other caveat is, as I'm paraphrasing a call we got, I want to say last month, from a listener who was concerned, and sounds to me like it is something that, you know, needs to be looked at. This caller had called and was concerned considering the migrant situation and the fact that many of the migrants have moved, have come to Chicago. And now there's some talk about Chicago sort of cleaning out some of these migrants, getting them moving along to other areas. And traditionally, we have seen migration from Chicago up the lakeshore here to Holland. And so the caller was saying, what is Holland doing if there is an influx of migrants that comes to our area, maybe not in the large numbers that we have seen with other communities such as Chicago, but it would be in still more people coming into our area needing resources. What's the city doing? I've addressed this with a couple of our local nonprofit leaders. I'll bring it up with you. Has this topic been discussed uh, by council members or perhaps informally with some of the other city leaders as to what do we do if we get a big influx? You know, do, can we help the nonprofits help these people get need so that they don't cause trouble for those who are living here who have been here for a number of years? Sure. You know, I think... Um I'm going to use just the examples of our history of, I will say, the we are a well-resourced community. There are multiple agencies that are serving all across uh, the board of all the, our population, whether it be transient or not. And so we are well-resourced. I think that's part of the draw sometimes of some of that part of our community that we experience. And so because there are resources here, and so they come. How we do that, again, I'm a, I'll beat it till I, and I die. The collaborative spirit and the collaborative uh, commitment of our community to continue to work together, to tell stories, to roll up our sleeves with one another, and to be part of solutions. Not one entity is going to um, lead or facilitate 
the resources or the welcome mat, as it were, to Holland community. Holland is a draw all to its own because of who Holland is. And the city itself has a responsibility in that, but they don't have the only responsibility. And I think they've done a, a just an excellent job of being someone at the table, whether that be with the surrounding townships, our county leadership, or state or national. They have been part of the table discussion to be available, to answer questions, to give resources when necessary or able. Um, and they're a community partner, just like all the other partners are. Let's get to a call before we do get to a break. Good morning. You're on the line with Holland First Ward Councilman Tim Bremen. Hi. Uh, quick uh, comment and then a quick question. Um, uh, first of all, it's it's uh, refreshing to hear a, a sane, rational uh, public official out there uh, uh, talking and communicating with, with his constituents uh, uh, via the media. Uh, it's nice. Uh, nice contrast to the fanatics who really taken over, commandeered the, uh, the county commission. Uh, that's my comment. And then a quick question. I, I don't think it's in his district, but uh, you were talking about new construction a few minutes back. Uh, do you happen to know what is being built uh, next to the Elks Club on, on East uh, 24th Street uh, between the Aldi store and, uh, and uh, East Middle School? There, There's a large building going up, but no sign. I just wonder whether he, he had happens to know what that's uh, what that's going to be. Uh, thank you. I appreciate the call. I have a funny feeling we just threw you a curveball. You can't hit it. <laughs> it's so funny because I get stopped everywhere I go. Like, what's going in here? And I can't keep it all straight of what's happening. So I don't know, and I'm sorry. I can find out. But uh, By the way, our friends at City Hall probably are listening to this. Yeah, Maybe they'll know. we'll get a little help from them. <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we'll try to get that answer for you as, as well because uh, – you know, and again, exciting new development. Sometimes they don't put up signs. Yeah. They don't sure. want people to know. Uh, we might get an answer here. Good morning. You're on Talk of the Town. Yeah, the word I heard on the property next to Aldi was it was going to be storage units. Uh, that's that's what I had heard that they, uh, they, um, the Alps had sold their, mm-hmm. part of their property off so they could do that. Um, also, uh, the continued topic on the... Uh, the I'll say the air quote invasion from Chicago for the uh, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the migrants or for, uh, aliens or whatever you want to call them, I think is just a moot point. I think it, it should be if they come this way, how can Holland serve them and show them the love that we have uh, and the story we have to tell? What a great town this is! So it's like the that a single lady who probably watches Fox News a bit called up to make this comment once and it's been said over and over to every politician now how how are we going to handle this influx which has not happened um or how it's going to happen is like it's it's a it's a topic but it's kind of like beating a horse I think that's uh, that's dead um and if if they come this way I think there'll be a lot of people in churches who will reach out and be able to assist and help them and I hope that's what that's what we do in Holland and I hope uh I hope they come here so we can learn uh, how to love them all right. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Well said. Good morning. You're on Talk at the Town with Councilman Freeman. Hi there. Yeah, with regards to the uh, potential of uh, migrants coming here, I am all for uh, immigration in the country, but legal immigration. And what concerns me is with uh, um, illegal immigration that's been coming across this border that it from what I'm hearing and from other people calling in, that nobody really seems to have a plan or seems 
to really be on top of this. I mean, you look down in Texas, there's a lot of the police, fire, and all that are extremely overwhelmed. And you don't think, people don't think that people down there aren't welcoming. I know Collins a welcoming community, but man, as many people, I mean, millions and millions and millions of people have come across the border in last year, and it's only getting worse, and it's not going to get better as long as we have the current administration in. And I'm just afraid that at some point we're going to get caught off guard, and uh, then we're going to be in a whole world of hurt. And a lot of these people, we don't know who they are. And a lot of them may be good people. A lot of them may have problems. We don't know, and that's very concerning. Thank you. Appreciate the call. 616-395-1450. 616-395-1450. As I mentioned uh, during the break to Tim, and I'll bring it up here, uh, this is a topic that, uh, granted, probably might, probably not happen here, but be honest with you, any good leaders should be prepared for any eventuality, and this is one of the eventualities. That's why I've been bringing it up. You know, I'm going to, I'll compare it, just in comparison only, it doesn't uh, fully equate. Um, but as we continue to grow as a community, um, those conversations reflect into that same, right? Adding more people into this area. And we can only build so quickly. We can, and that's not a negative. I think that's part of our pacing. If we were explosive growth in building, um, it would create other issues. But there's systems in place, and um, I'll say different barometers or thermometers that city leadership is aware of. Um, and I'll use the fire station as a good example. There's so much growth happening on that side of the city to have that insight to expand our fire department out there that we can serve that larger population as that takes place over the coming years and continues to grow um, was necessary. Um, there's more housing going in, but we're only going to grow so fast, but it will not be explosive. It just, it's physically impossible. Let's get one more call before we say goodbye to uh, Councilman Raymond. Good morning. You're on the line. Good morning. Yeah, I agree with the last caller on uh, just about everything he said. We're open to a lot of different things. However, we have a lot of family that works for Board of Public Safety here in Holland, and the apartment building that's going up on 24th and Waverly Street, that's a big complex that's going up in its apartments. And uh, we do have to be aware of just everything that's going on and how large it's getting. Uh, coming from a different state myself and living here and growing up on the north side, just how much that has grown and just availability for renting. We have families that do rent over there in Holland Heights, and it's not always the community that is gathering like they like he's coming across too. Because we hear different stories in that area too. But but coming, being part of the board of public safety family, there's a lot that just does not get put out in the media. Thank you. Have a great day. All right, thank you very much for the call. On that note, we will end our conversation with Holland First Ward Councilman Tim. Freeman, appreciate your time and your impressions. And, yeah, we, we, we strickled pot up a little bit today, I'm sure, afraid. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. I really appreciate the Look opportunity. Look forward to chatting with you later on this year, sir. Take care. Thank you very much, Tim Freeman on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC. Coming up, it is CBS News with Steve Kathan, top of the hour, followed by WHTC News. Well, I have birthdays, news off the beaten path. Uh, I don't know whether or not we have got to be kidding me stories, but we'll do we'll do our level best on that, and then we'll have 
I hope, Susie, with the Evergreen Commons report ahead of the WHTC Midday Report. Hey, what do you know? We got the Red Wings back. Wings are in Vancouver tonight, 945 broadcast time on 99.7, 1450 WHTC.